Happy and Healthy merch is officially here. Woo! I'm so excited. I have put in so much time and so much work into creating this merch and I love it so much. And I hope you guys love it as much as I do. There are five pieces in this collection. We have a hat, we have this cute tote, we have this matching set as well as these cute socks. And I love these. These pieces are all very good quality and my favorite part about the matching set is the puff print, which I will show you guys. This is what the back looks like, it says, it's a good day to have a good day. And the font is elevated, so it really sticks out and it just really adds a nice little touch to the merch. So if you guys wanna get it, it is on janineamapola.com. You guys can pre-order it right now. If you guys buy it, please tag me on my Instagram and the Happy and Healthy Instagram. We will repost you guys and post you on the page as well. I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on this. I hope you love it as much as I love creating this for you and I cannot wait to see you guys rock this. Go right now to JaninaMapola.com and get yours now. And thank you guys so much for your support. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola. Y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Happy freaking Tuesday. So as y'all know, I try to do solo episodes here and there just so you guys can get some real-time live updates on everything going on. So as I'm filming this, it is July 18th. Um, I was in town this weekend, which was very, very nice just to hang out at home and really enjoy just being home. And my sister came, her uh, baby came, my nephew Denver. He's literally the cutest little thing. So I got to just hang out with them. I got to go to the pool with some friends. It is just, oh my gosh, if you don't have a pool in Texas, which my house does not, it's literally unbearable. This whole week is about 108 degrees and it just sucks. It absolutely sucks, but it's okay. We're surviving. I'm very thankful for, um, you know, air conditioning in this heat. These types of summers are what make me want to move away, <laughs> which I don't foresee myself moving away, but I also want to be very open-handed with the Lord of like, God, you know, whatever you want. When it's this hot, I'm just like, why did I move back again? Anyway, it's still a great place regardless. Um, but yeah, as you guys also saw and heard probably from the podcast, Instagram, my Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, the intro, all the things, Merch is now available. Y'all, I worked so freaking hard. I can't even begin to tell you how stressful it was to get this merch out because I had told my team a long time ago, like, hey, I really, really want to get the merch out. And there was all these complications and yada, yada, yada. But here we are. Thank God we got the merch out. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for y'all to get your hands on it. So just FYI, it is pre-order. So right now we're collecting all the orders and then they're going to ship them out in about three weeks. So just know that you will get it um, probably in August. And I know you guys, some people were probably wondering like, why did you create a matching set? It's literally the middle of August. Well, or middle of July. I never anticipated for merch to go live in July. I actually was aiming. I literally, I kid you not, this is how long it's taken. And I don't even know why, but it just has been a long process. I said November 1st, I was like, Hey, I want merch to be launched February 1st so that it would drop around winter time. And all this, these things kept happening. And so here we are in July. And so I intended for it to be more 
uh, in cooler weather, but that's okay. We roll the punches and we do the best we can. But either way, I'm just excited for you guys to get your hands on it. The tote is perfect for summertime also to go to the pool. And the socks are literally my favorite. I wear them with like cute little New Balances and I wear them with leggings and cute shorts and the matching set I travel with. I still wear around my house all the time and the hat is perfect for pool days anything you guys need. So it is all linked down below. It is also on JaninaMopola.com underneath the happy and healthy tab. And yeah, and it also ships internationally. So please, when you guys get the merch, tag me in it, tag happy and healthy podcast. We want to repost you guys. I would love to do some giveaways as well down the road. So stay tuned for that. But um, yeah, I'm just excited because I know I've been talking about it for forever and it's finally here. So I'm excited. And then finally, if you are watching the YouTube video, which if you're not, what are you doing? I'm kidding. I, I'm someone that also likes to just listen as I'm walking or driving but um you guys can see i'm not using my headphones today it's because my hair is kind of damp and if i use those headphones my hair will literally have a circle on it by the time i'm done filming um so y'all are just gonna see my hair naturally air dry and it's gonna get a little poofy so just roll with me okay but anyway yeah life has been good i'm traveling a ton i'm heading to nashville this weekend i'm heading to florida after that and then i'm going to hawaii next month and a wedding in Colorado. So I have so much traveling coming up. I'm really, really excited. I'm going also to Charleston in September. And then I think I'm going somewhere else in September. I can't remember. And then October, I'm going to the Maldives, which I'm so excited for. I'm going to a surf camp there. So yeah, I have some travel coming up and I'm really, really excited. I just love traveling. So I'm very thankful for that. And just um, thankful my merch has dropped because that was something that was just very uh, time consuming. And so, yeah, otherwise I'm doing pretty well. Um, definitely healing from some stuff, but you know, overall the joy of the Lord is my strength. Absolutely. So anyway, those are some, just some small updates. Uh, I have my house being redone in two weeks or in one more week now. So I'm pretty excited for you guys to see that on my YouTube channel and my Instagram of when I get brand new floors and some other updates. I'm really happy about that finally because it's just been very stressful. So that's that. Thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode. That was quite the long intro, but I am very, very, very excited about today's episode. And this is an episode that someone actually requested. They said, how do you not lose yourself in a relationship? And essentially this could be, what does it look like to not become codependent or how to maintain healthy boundaries or how do you not let this person just completely consume your entire life, your entire mind, just everything. This is something I'm passionate about because I used to be this girl, to be honest. I was this girl a couple years ago and I have grown so much. I've learned so much. I've read so many books, podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like I'm ready to pass on this information to you guys today. So overall, I am someone that loves to talk about relationships. I want healthy relationships. I want to better uh, myself. I want to help you guys better yourself if possible. And so I just believe I have learned so much. I know a lot more now. Do I do this 100% perfectly? No, because I'm human and so are you. However, I do feel like I've learned a lot and I'm ready to pass on this information to you guys today. So that's going to be today's episode. So thank you to the follower that suggested this topic of how to not lose yourself in a relationship, maintain some independence, keep your boundaries and avoid a codependent relationship. Let's get into it. All right, I'm really excited about this one. This one is going to be mainly for the ladies because I do mainly have only girl followers on here, but this could be for guys as well because I know that there's a couple guys I know in my life that have done this, and I've just seen this be a pattern within our dating culture, and it's just something that I've learned a lot about, and so I kind of am ready to talk about it. And so 
I would just say, um, ultimately, the problem here is that you become codependent. You make this person your entire world. All you do is think about them. You dream about them. You are catering all your time, all your, you know, goals, all everything in your world starts revolving around this person. And that's just unhealthy. And I've talked about this in the past because, you know, if this relationship doesn't lead towards marriage in the end, then what happens? You have completely lost who you are. You've completely lost your sense of identity, your sense of self, because you gave this person all of it. You place that into their hands when they probably didn't even ask you for that. Often we do that because we have dreams and hopes that it's going to lead towards marriage. And of course we all want that. However, I still think even within a marriage, you still cannot become super codependent upon your partner. Regardless of where you are, there is a sense of independence that you have to maintain. You have to have a sense of security on your own. And I'm going to recommend some books as well because there's some books about attachment theory. It's called Attached, and it talks about the three attachment styles, avoidant, secure, and anxious, and how these can play into this as well, especially the anxious attachment style that becomes super anxious when the person maybe asks for some space or when they start to pull away or when they're just needing time to be alone. You start overthinking and being like, oh my gosh, they hate me. They're going to dump me. What's wrong with me? I'm broken. Oh no, this is happening again and again and again. Versus just knowing that people need space and just kind of being like, okay, yeah, take some space. I get it. I need my own space too. And I know that's a bigger conversation because, you know, yeah, if someone does sometimes ask for space and it's a serious conversation they have with you, then yeah, they might be contemplating the relationship. But the bottom line is you have to be secure enough in yourself to be like, well, even if they are contemplating the relationship, even if this were to end, would I still be okay? Would I still be fine? Would I still be healthy? Would I still believe that God is still good? Would I still believe in myself and be confident and secure in who I am and who God made me to be? Or am I going to place all my value, all my worth, all my dreams, all my hopes and everything into this one person and whether they like me or not? Are they going to determine my value? Are they going to determine my future? Are they going to determine how I'm feeling that day, whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad, whether I believe in myself or whether I'm confident or not? You see what I'm saying? So it becomes this codependent thing where this person now becomes your source of happiness, your source of affirmation, your source of joy, your source of everything. And it's just dangerous because we should never give someone that much power over us. It's dangerous because if this person is also unhealthy, then one day they could just be like, you are the worst girlfriend ever. You suck. You're fat. You've gained weight. I don't even like you. And you're going to believe everything they say at face value. You're going to cling to that. You're going to hold on to that and be like, oh my gosh, they're right. I am fat. I did gain weight. I am stupid. Maybe I'm not worthy of love. Oh my gosh, this is happening again and again. So you see what I'm saying? It's very dangerous to place that much value into one person's words. And even if it's the person you're dating or a friend or anything, that one person should not determine your value or your worth or just anything for that matter. They, of course, can give you perhaps constructive criticism or critical feedback that would be in hopes to better you, but to believe that that is the defining word or defining statement over your life and who you are and your identity is just wrong. Like that one person should not have all the power. And I know that a lot of this comes from 
parent wounds, you know, maybe a parent, you know, completely shamed you all the time or said you're stupid or I wish I never had you or they spoke words over you that you believe in over and over and over and you just let these lies remnant over your brain all the time. And so now when you're in dating, you're, you're thinking like, oh, this just feels familiar because my parent used to do this. And subconsciously, you don't even know you're doing this, but it's familiar to you because you're used to that from your upbringing. Unfortunately, a lot of the things that we experience come from our childhood. And that's why counseling is very important because oftentimes we don't even know why we're acting out. We don't even know you know, how are these uh, negative thinking or negative lies that we're believing, how are they manifesting in our dating and our relationships and our confidence? Because we're not really seeking to understand. We're not really seeking to be self-aware. We're not seeking to really grow and to really probe open those painful parts of our lives and those wounds because it's uncomfortable. But we're not going to grow if we don't come uncomfortable. And I know this is the most common phrase ever, but to grow, it is uncomfortable. We need to be able to seek some change, some pain a little bit and uncomfortability. That's just required. You know, even in the Bible, that's biblical. When we read John 15, how God talks about how he prunes those that he loves. He cuts off the branches that do not bear fruit. So a branch in your life could be a relationship. It could be a job. It could be an addiction or whatever it may be. That's going to be painful. Cutting anything off is going to be painful, but it's for our betterment, always for our betterment, especially when we see that God says it's because he loves us. He disciplines those love he loves, and it's for our betterment so that we may bear fruit and fruit that will last. And fruit is good. We want good fruit in our lives. And so it's also just biblical that, yes, it's going to be painful, but in the end, it is absolutely worth it, and it's going to be beneficial and rewarding in the long run. That was a lot to say. <laughs> Overall, these are these are something I've taken from this book called Why Men Love Snitches. Now, I'm saying snitches when the real word is B, the B word, and I'm not going to say that because I'm a Christian on here. And you're probably wondering, why are you reading that book? Now, the book is not what you think. It, the word... B-I-T-C-H actually stands for a babe in total control of herself. It's an incredible book. It's an older book. It might be more controversial. It's not a Christian book. So that's why I don't really like overly promote it. However, it has learned, it has taught me so much on independence and maintaining that and not relying on a man for something and not thinking that this person's going to make me super, super happy. And like that be, and him, he's not going to be my source of happiness, but the book talks about, the 10, um, the 10, what is it called? 10 attributes, I guess you could say, of a high value woman. Now, I know the high value woman thing could be kind of taboo or some people might be like, okay, I'm still a high value woman regardless of these. And yes, you are. But these are qualities that I think are attractive and healthy to have in someone. And I think men do look for this. I've, look, I've looked into this and researched this a ton. And I can't speak for every male. I cannot blanket statement this. But I do think these are qualities that are just beneficial to have. So number one, is she maintains her independence. Two, she does not pursue the man. Three, she leaves a little bit of mystery. Four, she leaves him wanting. Five, she does not let him see her sweat, which I know that might be a little weird because I don't I don't know if I totally agree with that one. Six, she remains in control of her time. Seven, she maintains her sense of humor. Eight, she places high value on herself. Nine, she is passionate about something other than him. 10, she treats her body like a fine-tuned machine, which basically means she just takes care of herself. And these are ways that I just think help you be confident in kind of who you are, where you don't depend on this person. 
and you're not like, oh my gosh, when is he going to text me back? Does he like me? Does he care? You're too busy living your best life. You're kind of like, I don't really care. Like I'm doing my own thing. It'd be great to have him. Yes, I would like for him to step up and, you know, take care of me. Like I want a man to take care of me too. Like absolutely. But overall, I shouldn't look to this man to depend on him for absolutely everything. Because again, you are able to take care of yourself, self-parent yourself, talk to yourself, talk to yourself in a healthy way, a positive way that you know how to encourage yourself and get yourself out of a slump if you needed to. So um, those are just some of the things that I'll kind of touch upon. I know some of those you might be like, wait, what? But if you read that book, you'll understand it. There's also a podcast on that as well. But overall, it's just basically letting a man pursue you and you not being the one that's bending over backwards, doing everything for him, cooking, cleaning, treating him like he's your husband when he's not your husband. And that's what we're going to talk about. So number one, another thing that I want to talk about is when you are in a relationship, how you want to avoid losing yourself is number one, dating in community and being willing to listen. Because oftentimes when we don't date in community, we get into these relationships and these situations. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this is so unhealthy. Um, he's abusing me or mistreating me, or this is not really what I wanted. Or maybe things are moving way too fast. And your friends might've been like, I told you, or I saw this coming from a mile away, but you didn't listen. And you have to be willing to really go up to your friend and say, hey, what do you think about this person? Are we moving too fast? Do you like him? Do you think that this person is healthy? Do you see positive qualities in him? In him? Do you think that what we're doing is healthy? And letting godly community speak into that because it's so important. Maddie and I do that for each other all the time. And it's absolutely crucial in the dating phase so that you can kind of just check up on each other and make sure you're holding each other accountable and you're able to speak into areas where maybe it is unhealthy or there's red flags popping up and you can kind of adjust or talk about it or just kind of see like, okay, do we proceed? Do we wait? Is this a yellow flag, red flag, green flag, blah, 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 date within community. Like wisdom is within counsel. The Bible is so clear about this in Proverbs all the time. Wisdom is within counsel. Another thing that I'm going to absolutely stress is that you need to keep God in your relationship absolutely a priority first and foremost before this man. Because a lot of times people are praying, they're like, Lord, give me a relationship. God, I really want you to give me the desires of my heart. And then God is like, here you go. Or maybe you went and took into your control and got the relationship. And then you're like, yay, I got it. Okay, bye, God. I'm good. I'm busy. And you don't spend time with God anymore. You stop going to church. You don't journal anymore. You're not in good godly Christian community anymore because you've dropped everything for this man. You thought that God, you know, provided this relationship. You're like, great. He provided. Wouldn't he want good things for me? And so once you get it, God is deuces nowhere to be found. God has to be your priority first and foremost forever and ever and ever. Whether you're engaged, dating, single, married, this is an absolute staple foundation for the rest of your life. This honestly should be number one on the list and it is going to be now moved to number one because this is absolutely staple in your life is keeping God at the center of everything you do. He is your rock. He is your foundation. He is your source of joy, peace, hope, everything above this man because you want to find a man too that that's his foundation as well. And you both have that individually. And then when you come together, it's way more healthy when you're not depending on each other for every single need. You go to God first, you pray to God first, and then you come together. And when you get married, you become one and you do that together, but still individually. So God should be your first love first and foremost forever and ever and ever above this person. So just keep that in mind. Another thing that I've seen 
a lot of relationships just go wrong and when they lose their independence or they get way too deep into it is that they just start acting like they're married to this person when you are simply not married to this person. Everyone starts playing house and giving their husband, or sorry, they start giving their boyfriends husband privileges when that's not their husband. So this could look like... um being sexually intimate with this person, living with them, sleeping in the same bed. They're staying at your house all the time. You're traveling all the time, sleeping in the same bed, sleeping in the same room. Um, You're telling each other, I love you, maybe way too quick, when I really do think that those words hold a lot of weight and value that should be saved for when you absolutely know that you're willing to lay your life down for this person for the rest of your life. So for me personally, I kind of want to wait at least until I know like we're about to get engaged or we are getting engaged or whatever. I just don't think those are words that are flippantly thrown around or should be flippantly thrown around. And so maybe it could be that where you are just kind of like, oh my gosh, like he's the one, I love him. You're kind of letting your brain go there way too soon of your like day one, even if you may know he is the one. I think it's just always wise to give it at least six to nine months of just kind of really assessing this person. But you're just so eager and excited, which I understand. You know, you're excited that you met this person, that you start giving them all these husband privileges. And so I think this is the number one issue is that you start to get too excited. You're like, well, it's going towards marriage, so it doesn't really matter. You start compromising on some boundaries and some values you once had. Maybe you start sleeping together or you start hooking up in other ways or you're just spending every awakening moment together with this person and you're just acting like you're married when you're not. You're not one with this person yet. You're not in a covenant, so stop acting as such. Like a true marriage is uh, full of security, of course, because they're, you're in a covenant. They now can have sex because they got married. They can now move in together because they got married. They really took dating, the dating phase, very carefully and and very intentionally because in the dating phase, this is the season where there's potentially a lot of hurt at risk because if the guy or even the girl, they start saying too soon, like, oh my gosh, you're the one, I'm going to marry you, you're my person, blah, blah, blah. You start planning your future, you're planning your wedding, how many kids you want, your dog, your children's names, you're sleeping together, you're doing everything. You're like, we're basically married, so you know we're going to get engaged anyway, so we might as well keep sleeping together. You're still not one. You know what I mean? So you're you're acting as if you're married when you're just not. You know what I mean? And so those are some things that I think it's just very important in the dating phase to be intentional with the words that you're saying and the boundaries that you're crossing. And I think specifically, I'm hoping that this is also going to be, you know, relate to some men because men, you're responsible for leading and you have the job to be leading well and leading with clarity and kindness. And so if you do not see yourself marrying this girl, then don't say I love you and don't be physical with her and don't be telling her I want to marry you or yeah, I really see this going forward when you don't, you know, and if you don't know for sure, absolutely for sure that you are ready to propose and get down on one knee, then don't be over promising and over committing committing because that really messes up a woman. That messes up a girl so badly because she will cling to your words. She will hold them like they are true. And if they are not true, if you cannot back them up, then you have no business saying them at all. And I hope you repeat that over and over and over because that's on period because it's the truth. I have seen so many girls, including myself, get absolutely so heartbroken and hurt because men have overpromised things they didn't think wisely they just kind of, you know, thought too rationally, thought, you know, just like, oh, well, I just, it just is a feeling. It's not just a feeling. Like, you really need to steward your words well because women hold on to these very, very tightly. So make sure if you say something, you better dang back it up. 
And I just think that that's what a lot of men do in the dating phase, and they act like they're married already, and then it ends up hurting the women pretty dang badly. So some thoughts on that as well. interrupting today's episode to let you guys know that part of today's episode is sponsored by function of beauty and you guys know when you're browsing on the shelves and you're like what shampoo and conditioner do i get and it feels like it's impossible to find the right one specifically for your hair type or something that has everything that you need in one well Look no further. I got you covered. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, treatment formulas based on your hair right now and also how you want your hair to be down the road. So it kind of works with you, which is really great. Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion, yes, trillion possible formulations. Every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens, which to me is super important. I do not want that in my products. You can also go completely silicone-free. So here's how it works if you guys are interested, which I'm sure you are now because you're like, wait a dang second, how do I get that? So first, what you're going to do is go to functionofbeauty.com and take their quick hair quiz to build your hair profile, select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, oil control. So does your hair get frizzy in the winter, but oily in the summer? Function formulations are meant to be changed when your hair changes, which is so cool. Then you can choose your color and fragrance or go dye-free or fragrance-free. So I actually chose to get rid of any dyes or fragrances in mine as well. And then you can get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. So go to functionandbeauty.com slash healthy to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25%. That's a lot, y'all. 25% on your first order. So again, that is functionofbeauty.com slash healthy to let them know you heard about it from my show. And you can get 25% off your first order. So again, that's functionofbeauty.com slash healthy. Take your hair quiz, save 25% on your first order. All right, hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get back into today's episode. I want to let you guys know that today's episode is gladly sponsored by BetterHelp. So I know there were seasons where I was genuinely struggling. Hashtag the struggle is real. And I remember just feeling so alone and feeling sad, feeling confused, like I had no guidance, lack of sleep, lack of motivation, so many things. And maybe that's exactly where you are right now. Maybe you're genuinely struggling. You have all these questions and you're like, I don't know who to turn to, why I feel this way, what do I do? And that is where I believe in therapy and counseling. I know that therapy and counseling used to be super taboo. It had this weird stigma around it, which I'm like, we are here to break that today. No more, no longer sister or brother, whoever is listening. I'm really excited to talk about BetterHelp because it's an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's customizable online therapy. So you guys don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can just call them or you can do video chat if you want, whatever is best for you. And it is also way more affordable than in-person therapy. So you could be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. The reason why I also love it is that you just go through, you kind of fill in the answers of kind of what you're looking for. Like I said, it's customizable. So if you're a Christian, and I know a lot of my listeners are, you can find a Christian therapist if you want. Or if you're not, that's totally okay. And you can also find whatever you specifically need. I firmly 
wholeheartedly recommend this because it is just a safe place to talk to someone. And I just believe that this is going to be beneficial for you. Please don't suffer alone. Please talk to someone. Please reach out to someone and just know that the happy and healthy listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash healthy. That's a better H-E-L-P.com slash healthy. Take advantage of this, guys. I just want you guys to take care of yourself and know that God also wants you to take care of yourself. So thank you so much for BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. I love y'all. Get the help you need and let's do this together and let's just get right back into today's episode. Another thing that is just an issue in the dating phase is that you tend to drop all your plans, all your friends for this one person. You start lying to your friends saying you're really busy or you just want to stay in when in reality you're actually with your boyfriend for the sixth day in a row. You stop working out. You stop maintaining and doing the same things that you once were doing before you met this person. So as soon as you get in a relationship, it's like everything just drops. All your plans, all your friends, your routine, your goals, your schedule, any sort of like, you know, thing that you already had going on beforehand, it's just gone. Poof, disappeared. It's like magic. And that is just very, very unhealthy. And that's just kind of something that, you know, in the high value women attributes, it talks about how she maintains her independence. She maintains her sense of time. She places high value on herself. She treats her body like a fine tuned machine. She's passionate about things other than herself. So this looks like you still work out. You still go to the gym. You don't, you can start going with him, but you still have your own thing. You still go to your workout classes. You still have your community group. You still have your friends. You still go see your parents. You still go get your nails done by yourself. You can still do things alone or with your other community. Not everything needs to just be automatically canceled as soon as you met this man or meet this man. You can start bringing them into it, but to start you know, canceling on plans with your friends, say your friend is like, Hey, let's get dinner next Wednesday. And you're like, yes, let's get dinner next Wednesday. You add it to your calendar. And then your boyfriend or this guy that you like is like, Hey, what are you doing next Wednesday? And you're like, Oh my gosh, I already committed to Claire. And next thing you know, you start sending Claire lies. You're like, Claire, um, (coughs) I'm super, super sick all of a sudden. Yeah. I think I got COVID. And she's like, oh, I was really looking forward to hanging out with you. And you lie because he asked you, asked you to hang out. And so you start ditching your friends and all sorts of things for this guy. And it's just a no, no. And that's a red flag in you. I'm sorry. It just is. So do not do that. You keep your commitments and you keep your plans to your friends prior. And you tell him, hey, I'm busy actually on Wednesday, but I'm free Thursday at seven o'clock. And if he can make it work, great. If he cannot, great. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so that just becomes really unhealthy when you start to make all your plans revolve around this person and everything he does, you do everything you do, he does. And so I just think you have to maintain some sort of independence and just keep doing the things that you do. So when I was dating someone, I still worked out every single day. I still did my own thing. I still saw my friends. I still had my own community group. I still went to church. I made it work with him and I still saw him and we, you know, he would join in my plans. I would join on his or whatever. But regardless, I still maintained my sense of identity and my sense of just who I was apart from this person. And I just believe too, that This will help people to respect you still. This will help the man to respect you because if he sees that you will just drop anything for him, he's going to start seeing you as a lower value person. He's going to start seeing you as probably 
uh, just more insecure. And also, he's just not going to respect you as much. He's going to respect you if you keep your commitments. He sees you keep your commitments to your friends, to other people, to other prior things that you have going on. And you don't just drop everything for him. It's attractive to a man when you have other things going on as well other than him. And so that is just... It's just so crucial. Like, that's probably going to be, like, one of the biggest points in this podcast is that you have to maintain your life still, regardless of this person. Because what happens if you do break up? The issue is that if you break up, then you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't have any friends anymore. I stopped going to my church. My parents don't even know me anymore. I ditched everyone for this one person. Now I need to re-get a membership at my gym again because I started going to his gym and using everything as him of his maybe you moved out of your apartment and you went into his now you got to go find your own apartment again like it's a slippery slope and it's a quick slope but it's a very quick slope to danger that I just think you need to be very very conscientious of and mindful of and so until you are married to this person even in the engagement phase you still cannot be blurring these lines because you're still not one you're still not married so even in those phases you need to be careful until you become one with this person in marriage once you become married, yes, you can start being intimate. You can start living together. You start cooking together. You can start going and doing everything together because this is your person. You're with them every day. However, yeah, you can still have a have a girls' night with your friends. He can go on golf trips. He can have his own freedom. You can have your own freedom. Men love freedom, and they need freedom. They need space every now and then, and so do you. And so that's going to lead me to my next point is that um, – just having space in between seeing the person. So don't be spending every single waking moment. Yeah, it's great if you want to hang out with them. They're your best friend. You want to hang out. I think that's awesome. But sometimes just take a day for yourself. Go take a day for your girlfriends. Go to community group. Go to church. Just be like, hey, I'm going to have a self-care day. I'm going to go get a pedicure and get a massage. Let him treat you to it for all I care. If he's like, babe, let me take care of you. Great. Let him treat you to it. Even better. So again, just keeping some space and some distance. Distance does make the heart grow fonder. Again, men need space every now and then. They need to pull away for a little bit, go do their own thing, and then come back. And I just think it kind of helps them, the relationship have a healthy rhythm and ebb and flow and independence overall. I just think that's super, super important. A next thing is that you need to have healthy communication in this relationship when you do not like something because often a sign of codependency or even just uh, wanting this, letting this person control your emotions or any, and everything is that you're kind of scared to speak up or really say how you feel because you're afraid to lose the person because they've become your world. You've kind of become codependent. So you're afraid to kind of let them know when something bothers you or something isn't as ideal for you or something is just not something you like. Maybe, you know, he only wants to talk once a day and you're scared to ruffle feathers so you keep letting it happen but you don't feel cared or seen or like you um like that's just a way that feeds your love language so instead of saying something you just start getting resentful and you're like oh I don't really want to say anything because again you become so scared of of uh you know ruffling feathers or causing a conflict when healthy conflict is actually extremely important in a relationship and so I think it's important to kind of communicate Hey, babe, you know, I know we only talk one time a day, you know, for me to feel really valued or for me to feel like I'm in a good, healthy relationship, I'd love to talk two times a day or even just text throughout the day. How does that sound to you? Would you be open to doing that? And if he's kind of like, no, freak you, screw that, then you can say, okay, well, I really think I need to be able to move forward and maybe find someone that can kind of really feed, you know, those types of love languages that I have or that really is willing to kind of care for that. If that's not you, that's okay. 
And so another thing is that, you know, you got to be able just to communicate when things aren't good. So if you're like, hey, I really need a day to myself and he gets mad at you. Well, that's a red flag on him because you should have, you should be able to say no. If he says, hey, can we hang out? And you need to communicate, you know, I'm just not feeling the best today or I just don't want to hang out today. Communicate that instead of just being people pleasing and just caving into his every single waking need. You know what I mean? So communication is so important of just sharing how you feel and finding a partner that's willing to listen and be open to those as well. Another thing too, that I think is very important is that a lot of times there's a book about this too, where it's talking about women. It's called women who love too much. It's an incredible book that I think, um, kind of talks about this of just women that are willing to just do anything and everything for this person. They feel like they need to be the solution to this man's problems. They need to be the fixer, the helper. They need to take care of them. They need to cook and clean and do everything. Wipe his freaking butt for all I know, because they're just like, he needs me and he doesn't need you. No one like necessarily needs you. Like you just need God. Yeah. He may want you, but a healthy person, you and him, you don't need each other. You can want each other. You can bless each other, be there for each other, but you shouldn't absolutely like need the other person. So sometimes what you do in this relationship when you're just giving too much is you 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 give too much, you compromise too much to make them happy and make them change. And again, that's just unhealthy. So again, this goes back to kind of the communication or just expressing like, I this I don't like that. Like I don't really actually want to go there. But instead you cave to his needs and you're like, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, we can do that, we can do that, blah, blah, blah. So instead you are just kind of saying things to keep him around because you're scared of losing the relationship instead of staying true to who you are. So don't say that you like something just to please him or just to keep him around to stay. It's also, again, attracted to a man when he sees that you know what you like and you don't like and you're willing to express that. And it's not that you need to be in this nasty like, oh, frick you, like I don't need that catty little attitude. Instead, you can just say, to be honest, yeah, I'm not really feeling that or actually that's not my favorite thing. And he can be like, oh, okay, great. And just be honest, like don't lie or say things or compromise just to keep this man to stay. That's another way to maintain your independence is that you know who you are and you value what you like and you keep true to that. You stay true to that. You're not going to compromise and bend over backwards for his needs, you know? And so, yeah, there's, it, there is compromise in a relationship. There's give and take. But overall, you aren't losing yourself and changing yourself completely to get this man to like you or to stay. And vice versa, you're not losing and completely compromising yourself to fix this man and to make him healthy when he needs to be working on himself. He needs to be healthy himself. It's just independence and boundaries. Reading that book, Women Who Love Too Much, it just kind of talks about women that become kind of needy or codependent or that will be willing to just bend over backwards and do anything to keep this man to stay or the relationship when instead the the mindset that I think we should be having here is, you know what? I'm actually okay either way. I would like for this relationship to work out and it'd be great, but if it didn't work out, I would also still be great. And that's the thing. Not a lot of us can have that because I know when we're dating, we like the person, we're enjoying it. It's going well. You're hoping it leads to marriage. I completely understand that. But something that I think is important in life is just holding absolutely everything loosely. It's kind of a motto I have is just hold things loosely, whether that's your job, your house, your friends, your boyfriend, just any relationship, because you don't know if God ever wants to take it away or give you something else to replace it. But you're over there instead, just 
clinging because you're like, I can't, I can't let go. When instead God might be trying to give you something better or provide something better, but you can't let go and you can't see it because you're not willing to change. You're not willing to just trust that God has more for you. And so I think just having every situation be open-handed with God. God, I hold this loosely. Take it if you want it. If you don't, great. Let me steward it well. Bless me with it. Bless what it bless what it is that I do have. But God, if you don't want it, I'm going to be okay because I'm okay with me and I'm okay with you, God. And I trust you. And I believe that, yes, this man is a good man, but he's not the last good man on the earth. And that's a mindset that I've really had to work through. And I think it's just extremely important, extremely healthy. And I just believe that God will bless you more when you can just hold things loosely and trust that he's either going to, you know, uh, take it away for a reason to bless you with something else or because it was hurting you and he wants to provide something else or he's just like, hey, I'm giving this to you, but I need you to steward it better. You see what I'm saying? So I just think that's a uh, just a mindset we need to have and that helps you not cling to this relationship and lose your entire self in it because you're willing to surrender it to God and be holding and hold it loosely and be willing to just be like, Lord, your will, not my will. A hard prayer, I know. A very, very hard prayer to do, but once you kind of can get there, it's very freeing in the end. It's actually very, very freeing. It's, that's why there's that say the joy of surrender, that saying joy of surrender, because there is joy in surrender when you can say, Lord, you're taking care of me. I don't have to do it. You are the one that takes care of me, and it frees you up because you know he'll take care of you. You don't have to do anything in your own strength. It's very freeing for me at least. <laughs> the next thing that I want to just talk about is kind of just, you know, a little bit more about codependency and kind of what that looks like. And then we'll kind of get more into some other stuff. But um, codependency is also kind of in a sense where you are taking on these person's emotions as your emotions. So when he's sad, you're sad. When he's happy, he's happy. When he's negative or moody or angry, then you're moody, angry, whatever. And that shouldn't be necessarily the case. Yes, we can rub off of each other. Yes, their mood can kind of definitely affect ours, but it should not completely alter the entire way that your day goes, how everything happens. So his moods and his problems shouldn't 100% affect your life or day. You can be caring and empathetic to him, but you are not always the solution to his problems. He needs to be able to be self-parenting and self-teachable and correcting and self-aware to kind of be able to go to his own community and also work on himself to be like, okay, what, what do I need to do to take care of this myself? You don't need to be like, oh my gosh, let me just take care of you and do all these things. Like, yeah, you can be nurturing, but again, as a girlfriend and sometimes even as a wife, it may be too smothering. Um, you need to let this man just trust that he can figure it out. Trust and believe in who he is. Trust that he has the resources and the friends and the people around him and trust that he is a good guy that can solve problems and he can fix what he needs to fix. Trust that he will figure that out instead of you always having to be the solution to his problems because oftentimes, more than not, you're not his solution to all of his problems. So what does codependency look like? There's a definition right here. It's like, in psychology, codependency describes one person's behaviors and attitudes rather than the relationship as a whole. Someone who is codependent often builds their identity around helping others. They may depend on others to validate their self-worth. A codependent person may deny their own desires and emotions to get this approval. So exactly that. You have to be very careful that you're not doing this to try to win the person, to try to make yourself feel better. You need to really check the motives as to why you are doing what you're doing. Common symptoms of codependency include low self-esteem, poor boundaries, a need to save others, self-denial, perfectionism, control issues, 
A codependent person may have feelings of shame or worthlessness. A person may believe they do not, they do not deserve happiness. If a person does not value themselves, they may try to get others to value them. There, the sense of being needed can prompt internal gratification, and even the recipient of care does not show gratitude. Pretty crazy. Poor boundaries. Codependent people often feel responsible for others' happiness. They have a hard time saying no or putting their own needs first. They may hide their true thoughts or feelings to avoid upsetting others. Codependent people may feel it is their duty to protect loved ones from all harm. If a loved one does such something wrong, they will likely try to fix it or the situation on the loved one's behalf. Such behavior can prevent the, can prevent the others from becoming independent or learning from their mistakes. It may also enable abuse or addiction to persist unchallenged. Y'all get where I'm coming from now? Self-denial. A codependent person often prioritizes others' well-beings over their own. They may deny their own needs for rest, emotional support, or self-care. What I was saying. <laughs> they may feel guilty or anxiety when inserting their own desires. Codependent people can feel uneasy when others offer support. So if you're an Enneagram 2, this can often be you, which this is me. I've had to work a lot through this. I'm reading through the book Boundaries right now. Such a great book. Um, definitely check that out as well. But this is exactly kind of what it's talking about. And there's also so many books about uh, codependency. There's one by Melanie Beattie called uh, The New Codependency. I'll check that one out as well. The last two, perfectionism. Codependent people often project an image of self-reliance and competence. It is common for people to take on more responsibility than they can handle. When they make an error or receive criticism, they may grow insecure. And the last one, control issues. A codependent person may link their own self-worth to others' well-being. If a loved one fails, a codependent person may feel as if they failed themselves. Their attempts to make others live better may shift into controlling or possessive behavior. Boom. I know that was a lot to take in, but if that sounds like you, that's where I'm going to recommend getting some resources, listening to the podcast Boundaries by... Um, Dr. Henry Cloud, as well as listening to podcasts that talk about codependency. There's a ton out there. Just search that. Um, check out that book, The New Codependency by Melanie Beattie. And just know that this can often be how you lose yourself in a relationship because sometimes I've seen this happen where women are just giving, 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 and then the guy breaks up with them and they're like, I gave them everything, like everything within me. I loved them so hard. I did everything. How could they not love me back when all I did was love them? All I did was care. All I did was just bend over backwards for you to love me and you still left me. And that's the issue. You cannot love someone into changing. You cannot do all these actions into getting them to change. They can only want to change for themselves. You are not responsible for the person. You are only responsible for your response and your own reactions and own emotions. And that's something I had to learn the hard way, unfortunately. Oftentimes, that's how you lose yourself is that you are giving so much. You're bending over backwards. You're sacrificing. You're just, you keep thinking, maybe if I just keep loving them more, doing more, cooking for them more, traveling to them. You go to their house all the time. You never let them come to you. You don't let them pick you up. You always go to them. Um, you start losing this independence because you're like, you think by doing more for them in turn, that will give you more love. And it just doesn't work like that, at least in a healthy relationship. That's something too, is just to be very careful and mindful of that is just not bending over backwards. Like let the man come to you, let the man, like y'all have some compromise, of course, but let him pick you up. Let him wine and dine you. Let him fly you out. Let him come to you. Like you're not the one paying to see him. You're not driving over there to pick him up. Like, no, we're not doing that. He wants to pursue you and a good, true, healthy, masculine man wants to do that. He wants to bless you and make you feel good. 
So just look out for that. Check out The True Feminine as well. That's another podcast. She talks all about this. I'm going to try to wrap up here. Another thing, again, is that until there is a ring on your finger, do not quit all your goals and your dreams. Because a lot of times when they're dating and you're talking about marriage, you start quitting all the things you wanted to do. Maybe you wanted to write a book, but he told you, well, no, I don't want you to write a book. Or maybe you're like, well, it's going to interfere with my marriage, blah, blah, blah. No, until there's a ring on your finger or until you are officially married to this person, you guys can discuss these ideas together. You need to continue your dreams and your goals as if or as so. Because oftentimes we can be more dreaming about the future and thinking, well, we're going to get married soon that you start quitting all the things that you wanted to do originally. Maybe you wanted to open up a gym. Maybe you wanted to travel go do it still. Like you don't need to necessarily wait around for him to do that. Keep doing that. Do not quit your goals and your dreams just because you have someone in your life and it is leading towards marriage. Even if it's leading towards marriage, continue to still work on the things you wanted to work on. And then when you get married, if this is a great man that supports you, he'll partner with you. He'll do those with you, but don't quit them just because you're dating. That is so major key alert. Um, so yeah, I basically said, keep your goals working on yourself, keep working out, keep your career, still do things alone, get your nails done, keep working, keep hanging out with friends, et cetera, et cetera. The next thing that I want to talk about is just staying present in the relationship because oftentimes in relationships that maybe you meet the person, you're like, wow, this feels so good. This guy's amazing. I adore him. It's going really great. You can tend to just rush and let your mind go a year down the road where you're like, we're married and we have kids and we have two dogs and You need to stay present. You need to make sure you look at the relationship as what it is and where you guys are instead of only thinking like, well, we're going to get married. This is my person and we are, you know, this is my, this is my spouse. And you start believing all these things and you start acting as so, and you start treating him like so when he's still not stay present in the relationship. And that basically means this is not my spouse. I don't know for sure if we're getting married yet. So I need to still again, hold this relationship loosely, keep dating him, keep getting to know him and keep just enjoying having time with him. Let me just keep evaluating this person because I don't know him yet. So until he has told you, I want to marry you or I want to be with you. I'm planning on proposing. Don't let your mind go there yet. Stay present with what the current phase of the relationship is, especially if it's been three months, six months. That's still very early on. So I think often we can lose ourselves very early on because we become infatuated. We keep telling ourselves this is the one. He's so amazing. Oh, my gosh. But six months still, you don't fully know the person. You just don't know. You haven't maybe fully argued yet. You haven't probably seen each other's downsides or unhealthy patterns or anything yet. So stay present and keep evaluating the person. So I said here, pace yourself from the relationship, not rushing too many things too soon. Intimacy, talking all about how much money each other makes, talking about money, talking about where you want to live, all your kids, your house down the road, et cetera, et cetera. Pace yourself when it's an appropriate time to talk about that, but not too early on. Um, Another thing really fast that I want to touch upon is just infatuation. So it talks about in the book Sacred Search, which I absolutely recommend. They actually talk about in this book about dating at least a year because this helps you really evaluate the person, seeing them through all four seasons. And it's really beneficial, to be honest. And so just knowing that in the first six months, eight months, 10 months, it says in the book that infatuation can actually last from 12 to 18 months. And so in those beginning stages, you can lose yourself more because you're so infatuated with this person, the idea of them versus maybe actually who they really are. Are they actually really good? Are they actually really treating you right? Or is it just in your mind? You're like, well, he's so amazing. He checks up all the boxes. But how does he actually make you feel when you lay your head down at night or when you really think about it or when that little thing that's in your head keeps bothering you like, I feel like I want more. How does he actually make you feel? Because infatuation can really, really, really blur these a lot. 
So just try to take off the rose-colored glasses and see the person for who they really are and not lose yourself in the idea of them versus really who they are. And last but not least, um, the reason why not losing yourself and just keeping these healthy boundaries is so, so important is that if you do break up with this person, God forbid, you know, maybe I don't want that to happen for you or for me, but if you break up, it just makes things easier. Because you have not made this person your entire world. You have not sacrificed everything. You have not bent over backwards. You didn't drop your entire life. You didn't move in with them. You didn't, um, you know, you just maintained who you were and your independence. And your life can resume normal. But maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a little bit different for you because, you know, you still see them at church or you still see them at school or maybe your friends were the same or you're in the same friend group or whatever. I'm not saying that the breakup can't still hurt it absolutely still will hurt because I've had it happen where it was a great relationship but it ended and it still hurt but who I was was still there like I still did everything that I normally did I still traveled I still worked out I had my friend groups I did all the things I normally did and so when the breakup happened I was still okay even though it hurt and I and I was sad and all the things but I was still okay because my life didn't drastically change there was no drastic change versus uh, other than just not talking to him, losing a best friend, having someone I thought I would marry, um, hanging out with him on the weekends, et cetera, et cetera. But everything else pretty much resumed the same, which is why having boundaries is so massively important. Like I said, boundaries could be physical boundaries, spiritual boundaries, mental boundaries, emotional boundaries, where you guys are praying all the time together and you're talking about all your money and all your kids and you're saying, I love you too soon and you're sleeping together or even messing around in other ways physically. That stuff just will inevitably mess with your brain. It'll create a tie that makes it harder to leave. And once it does end, it makes it harder to recover and to heal because you've just intermeshed things way too much and you acted like this was your your spouse when he just wasn't your spouse yet. And so that's why I'm just saying keep boundaries around your heart, even when you're dating, to not lose yourself. Keep boundaries, guard your heart, keep surrendering your relationship to the Lord. Say, God, is this a relationship that you want for me? If it's not... I pray you take it away and God will like he will and you have to be willing to partner and to listen with God. But I do think that if you are submitted to Christ and you are willing to listen to God, he's going to show you if he wants the relationship for you or not, you know, and so be willing to just kind of listen to that and be obedient to God because in the long run, it's just going to be way, way, way better for you. And when you guys do break up, you know, keep the healthy boundary of don't communicate anymore and unfollow each other from Instagram. That prevents healing so much when you still are in contact and you're intermeshed all the time. So um, I would just say another boundary would be if you don't work out, unfollow them from Instagram. You don't have to do it in a savage, revengeful way or a vengeance way or whatever you want to call it. But just for your own boundaries, again, you're looking out for you. I need to look back on me and take care of me. And for me, my boundary is I need to not see you on Instagram anymore. I need to not talk to you. So even if he cannot respect that, even if he's like, no, I want to talk to you. I want to be friends. Sorry, I can't be friends. And so you set the boundary of, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to block you if you are not able to respect this boundary. And it will hurt, of course, but it'll help you heal way, way, way faster in the long run if you just maintain your independence, all these things. If the relationship ends, you want to just make sure you keep all these things in mind because this helps you date healthily. It helps you date maturely. It helps not create all these ties and it doesn't it just helps keep it cleaner because when you're dating with intentionality dating with intentionality means yes we are dating for the goal and aim of marriage but we're not going to act is if so we're not going to act as so because we're still not married yet 
yes, we are dating to try to see if this can work, if this is a good fit. We're going to pace ourselves. We're going to learn about each other. We're going to try to ask the appropriate questions when we can at the right time, but not anything too soon. And keep getting to know each other and dating within community. And you both need to have your own independence. You need to keep taking care of yourself, doing all the things that you need to do. And you're not, you know, losing yourself completely for this person and believing that, you know, maybe if I just loved him more, he would change. Or maybe if I tried harder, he would love me more, whatever. That's just not how it is. And so those are just some of my thoughts. I think that was a very, very long episode, but I hopefully hope that blessed you guys and that maybe you learned something from this. And you know what? Just to be honest, like I needed this podcast. Like this was me three years ago, four years ago, even like probably two years ago, still needed this. And I still need these refreshments all the time, but I continually want to keep learning and growing and passing on this information to you guys. And I recommend you do the same. Keep learning, keep growing and don't stop just because you met someone. Keep doing the things you do. Keep always bettering yourself and growing and trying to learn. And I just think that's attractive for anyone. Like if you're dating a guy, it's attractive when he wants to keep learning and growing and bettering himself for you as well. And then you guys can, when you get married, you can do that together. So I hope this episode was a blessing to you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know if this was a helpful episode. Comment down below or repost or tag me on Instagram. I'd love to chat with you guys about it. Um, let me know your thoughts. And I'm sorry if this was some hard truths, but you know, the truth will set you free. And these are truths that I needed. And so if you really are struggling, again, seek out a counselor. There's websites like Faithful Counseling or BetterHelp.com or even ones locally in your city that I would recommend. So um, just know that it's always good to keep learning and growing and all these things. And um, those are some of my thoughts. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I love you all so much. I hope today's episode helped you guys out. Don't forget to check out the merch. It is down below. And also I wanted to thank really quickly some of our new monthly donators. So I'm going to shout those out really fast because we did get some new ones and that was just very sweet to me. Okay, so I had a new monthly supporter. Her name is Erica Yoder. Thank you so much, Erica. We have another one from Brenda. Thank you again, you guys, for supporting the podcast. Oh, wait, we have another one. Sorry. And we have Elizabeth. So thank you guys so much for sowing a seed into this podcast. It means the world to me. Seriously, thank you guys. Like, I do not take that for granted. Thank you for donating. The link is down below if you guys want to. No pressure ever at all. The merch also is available now. Thank you guys for your support on that as well. Cannot wait to see you guys rock that. I know today's episode was longer, but I hope it helped you guys out. Anyway, I'm going to go. I love y'all. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.